Welcome into episode one of the Gramblers podcast. My name is Cody Grant. That's Aaron Graff. Uh, Aaron, so I should be doing this with you, man. It's about time. We've we've talked about it for quite a while. So I think it's all been almost like six months. We've kind of messed around wanting to do a podcast. So it's good to kind of get back on and talking some uh, some sports and some gambling. Yeah, yeah, especially a couple states away, I guess, from each other. So Zoom call set it up perfect for us, I guess. Yep, I'm in Wisconsin. Aaron's out in Iowa. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, May 16th, about 10.48 p.m. NBA playoffs are right around the corner, so we wanted to wait until the seating all went in. Um, but basically, since this is episode one, Grambler's podcast, what are we doing? It's going to be a lot of gambling, a lot of sports betting. Uh, Aaron and I have been texting back and forth the last couple of years, just talking about our good bets, our bad bets. And basically, we just wanted to put that on screen and kind of record what we talk about and hopefully educate people to become betters and show you how much fun it is to bet. Because I don't know about you, Aaron, but I have so many friends that love sports. And like every time we go out, every time we hang out, every time we talk, it's all about sports. But every time I bring up sports betting, they're like, no, like I'm, I'm scared. Like I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've talked about that kind of like as far as it's intimidating almost to approach a sports book for the first time. I mean, I actually, I went to the sports book here right by my house uh, with a friend who he's a bears fan and he wanted to place money on the bears. And it was like, you know, watching, uh, watching a kid ask a girl out for the first time, you know, like he walks up and he's like, Oh, I'd like to uh, place money on, on the bears, you know, and they were playing the chiefs. So it's like, okay, don't say you want to place money on the bears. Like, you got to take them on the spread, you know, where you can get the extra. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We so want to dumb it down, obviously. So, yeah, for sure. Cause like I listen to like now betting has become so mainstream. It's legal in how many states now? Unfortunately, not here in Wisconsin. So I do have to cross the border in Illinois if I do want to make a bet. But it's one of those things where you hear it everywhere. It's like, oh, I want to take the Bears plus seven and a half this weekend. Well, like, I think a lot of people hear that and like, what, what the hell is that? So um, it's going to be one of these podcasts where we're going to do a lot of picks. We're going to have our picks, of course. We're going to talk about like all the uh, key things going on in the major sports. Um, a lot of NBA, of course, right now. Uh, some major league baseball, NFL season, once that gets kicked off. Um, you'll learn Aaron loves betting on golf, tennis, oh, and even Russian ping pong from time to time. So that was one of the most fun nights I've ever had, sitting up at 2.30 in the morning betting on ping pong. Um, so we're getting all of that. This first episode, though, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, myself and Aaron, kind of how we met, how we become friends, and um, kind of our background. And, uh, yeah, learn a little bit about us and then kind of go over the NBA playoffs and the PGA Championship, too, is this week, too, Aaron. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I thought my dog wanted to make an appearance here, and now he's just kind of <laughs> um, fighting with me here for a little bit. So if you hear any like barks or growls, I promise you, I'm not not an animal abuser. I love my dog. You you will get to meet him at some point. So um, there are no dogs harmed during this taping of this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, by the way, what what are you drinking tonight? What is that? I got a I got a classic Blue Moon here. So okay, where's the orange slice? Uh, we don't need an orange slice here. No. Iowa, you know, <laughs> I wasn't known for the oranges. So gotcha. Gotcha. I'm on my Guinness. You ever have a black and blue? Uh, I don't think I have. No, I've it's had Guinness, Guinness for sure. It's Guinness mixed with blue moon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aaron, how do we meet, man? 
Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Funny story. So obviously, uh, you and I, we both worked for uh, Collegiate Wood Bat League. Oh, now dog's uh, squeaking his toy. Uh, the DuPage <laughs> Drones. So we were a, uh, a startup, basically startup team, new team, expansion team. And you and I were both named assistant general managers. So there was a general manager who's obviously the owner. There was a potential investor and kind of like, you know, the it looked like, okay, I'm going to throw his toy here. So um <laughs> over or under 10 yards there that throw no i'm just kidding we're just we're not getting into the bets just yet so we were both assistant general managers um we basically met at like an event um for the team to like try to find host families for players and such and basically uh that got stormed out i'm pretty sure and should yeah. have been a sign of, of some other things, I guess. But I did love the uh, title of assistant general manager because, um, you know, like, wow, like that's my title, assistant GM. I'm going to be scouting players. Yeah. Nope. You're going to be uh, going to uh, UPS and uh, trying to get them to sponsor a baseball team that nobody's going to come watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Felt, it was, uh, <laughs> it was hard. You know, obviously, I know that uh, you didn't you didn't want to stay around very long, which is a story on its own. And I'll let you tell that, but basically it ended up being a 22 year old. I was 22 at the time and a 24 year old trying to run like a whole business operation basically. So I guess I'm yeah. just, uh, I'm playing fetch today on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing that came out of that was probably the fact that this podcast is starting because of it. Um, I, I think I was there for maybe two months and I actually left a job. I was doing radio and I was doing some sales at that radio job. Um, and I called the guy of the drones and he offered me a job over the phone. And I was like, all right, let me check this out. Like it'd be cool to work for a baseball team. I've never done that before. Yeah. And, uh, it was just terrible. It was not a fun job. Um, the only good thing about it was working in sports, but, um, yeah, so I remember the only thing that would have kept me on was they were going to start a podcast of like interviewing players. I'm like, that's perfect, man. That's right up my alley. I went to school for that. I, this is what I love to do. And the line that was told to me at the time where I was failing in sales, that's for sure. I have nothing wrong saying that, but they told me they wanted to make sure the podcast was professional. And then they asked an intern to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I left. Fuck <laughs> this. Look at uh see and 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 I have some disagreement with you. Michael Jordan meme. I took that personally. I really did. And maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. I took that personally. There you, there you go. I have some disagreement. I mean, I think that there were a couple other good things in the grand scheme mm -hmm. of things. It kind of was a rapidly sinking ship though. And looking back on it, there's a million things that I'm sure that all of us would do different. You probably would have never taken the job and we yeah, probably today. not but probably not. it is it is kind of a funny story like I said that that very first event that I I was still in school at Southern Illinois and I had to drive all the way up to to Lyle Naperville to get to the field basically for this event that was supposed to be you know kind of like a kickstarter event and that's where you and I you know we were kind of shooting the shit and basically thunder and lightning start coming down and the whole complex closed. It was like, <laughs> cool. I drove like basically about six hours one way. You know, I drove, did that drive for nothing, you know, yeah. which like, you know, kind of afterward is like that event didn't seem as important as like an opening night or something, you know, it, it, 
really didn't seem that important. There was nobody else there, was there? There were, yeah, there of us? Like two host families, I think, stopped by and said, like, yeah. you know me. And it's like, okay, I'll know you, you know. <laughs> and I, I don't know them anymore, so. But. Anyways, that's how we met. <laughs> didn't gamble then, on Thrones games at all. We should have. No, we should have. I don't know why. There should have been, a, we should have been the bookies for that. That's what we should have done. Was, we could have, we could have got a head start there, but. Yeah, because it is legal in Illinois now. Yeah, but that was also five, five years ago now, so. Right, is it that long ago? Yeah. yeah. 30. Um, yeah, I'm going to have a quarter uh, life, midlife, quarter life crisis on the, on the show right now. Um, <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, you live in Iowa now. Um, yeah. What have you been out there for? I've uh, been out here since 2017, so uh, four, four complete years almost. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously you see the Zoom set up. That's how we're going to be doing this podcast. Aaron, unfortunately, will not commute um, as long as he did for that first Drones event to come to my apartment to do this uh, podcast. But get lightning now uh, anyway, so. No, no, <laughs> gotcha. But the nice thing is we're both gambling degenerates and we want to just make that mainstream. You know, we don't want people to look at gambling the way they look at pro wrestling, which I am also a pro wrestling fan. So <laughs> but so maybe we should also describe, I guess, so Gramblers, I guess, how we came yeah. about that name. You so. came up with the name and it makes sense. So go ahead. I'll let you describe that. So so we're gamblers. So you can probably make <laughs> rhyme and say Gramblers rhymes with gamblers. And my last name is Graf, which is G-R-A. And even though his name shows up as Rhodes for some reason, if you can see that, his last name is Grant. So it's G-R-A, G-R-A. You kind of just add that R because we're both Gra, Gra yeah. boys. So Original name, right? It fit. It fit really well. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It did. So yeah. I like it. I'm proud of it. It's probably my proudest moment, you know. <laughs> well, let's get into some of um some betting, you know, like when we look at it too, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, so I had a question for you and I'll give you my answer to this as well. Sure. When was the first time that you placed a wager on any sports? Was it fantasy football? Was it NCAA tournament bracket? Were you running the show? Did you get asked by someone? Like, how did you get your start in it? Yeah. So um, I have, I just threw the dog toy again. I, I've always been interested in gambling. I mean, I grew up playing Texas Hold'em since I was probably like nine years old. Now, granted, I wasn't betting a lot of money. If it was anything, it was a family game, like $2 or whatever. But um, sports betting, I got into it big when Iowa legalized it, which was, I believe, I want to say 2018. It was the the year that uh, the, the Bears and Packers uh, started on Thursday night football. Um, so I want to say it was 2018 and that was the first like legal yeah. bet I made. I bet on the under and actually it's kind of funny, um, uh, because some old guy was sitting across the table from me at the, the sports book. And he was like, you got a live bet the over and you got to create this window kind of thing. And I listened to him. So I like, yeah. I won the initial bet I made. And then because I listened to this guy that I lost that bet because I I tried to create a window and I, and we'll get more into that. I'm sure in the show, I don't dislike window betting by any means, but at that time it was like, I was like, man, that old guy, that guy's a jerk, you know? So I'd say that's, that's the first legal sports bet I did. I did March madness pools probably since I was in like eighth grade and beyond yeah. which were $20 pools, but 
I never, I never invested into like fantasy gambling. Cause usually when I was doing fantasy sports in high school, I was running the leagues and I was just trying to find, you know, people in my high school who gave enough of a shit about sports to do those. So we never really had any money on it until probably till I got to about college. So, but yeah, how about you? Yeah, I think the first thing I ever bet on was an NCAA tournament, which is surprising because I, I am like anti-college basketball um, just because of all the people that say it's better than the NBA. They're, you know, they're wrong. Um, right. But I love the NCAA tournament. I love March Madness. And I think the first time I ever bet on that was sixth grade. And I remember like, I remember holding a lot of money, like when I was like in seventh and eighth grade, like, I was holding like thousands of dollars, like because we had these large pools with, you know, like a hundred, over a hundred, 200 people on them. And I was like, oh man, this is kind of cool. Like that's my future. I'm going to be a bookie. Right. Like, I didn't know it was, you know, I didn't know it was legal at that time. I was just a kid, but I did that. And obviously fantasy football, that craze happened. Um, I run fantasy basketball leagues. Now I play some fantasy baseball. And then once gambling started becoming like more mainstream and once it really got its backing, and became federally legal we're still waiting for some states to pass it just kind of almost like um weed in that sense right like it just became kind of like okay like there's not a stigma against it anymore which there never should have been a stigma against it Uh, so now um funny story like i I say (laughs) i always hated soccer right like i hated soccer i always thought it was dumb but i was just being an ignorant american when it came to that um conversation because of covid last year uh soccer was the only sport on tv and guess how i got interested in soccer uh probably betting betting and i'm like sharing like i'm learning the game like it's like a lot of fun so like betting has gotten me into sports i normally wouldn't watch yeah Um, like and i'll transition that now to like i remember texting you months ago at 2 30 in the morning like you're telling me like bet on this guy we're, we're playing russian ping pong we don't have a tv screen because it's not televised we're yeah. just watching like on a spreadsheet like that's yeah, one nothing it's two nothing it's three sofa, sofa yeah. score sofa score yeah. and flash score were the two big ones yeah yeah, yeah. i i you asked me actually before the show you said do you do you remember any of the names of those guys that we bet on and i do remember one because it was one of the worst beats I've ever taken. I basically with ping pong, I was just typically betting the favorite. You know, it's like if I beat you at, you know, let's say a casual group of guys, I beat you at ping pong. You know, you beat my friend at ping pong kind of thing. I'm going to beat my friend, you know, the, the third friend, basically. I'm going to beat him if I if I beat you and you beat him, you know. But it doesn't work that way with the professionals always. And I, it's matchups, man. It's all matchups. Are good. So, yeah. So I remember yeah. Dmitry Kolsnikov. Uh, I don't <laughs> know if I'm pronouncing that name right, but basically that guy, I got cooked because I, I, and I don't really like to say the amounts I'm betting, but I got up about $900 betting ping pong um, <laughs> over the course of like a week. And I was like, this is easy. I can do this full time. This is great. And, um, basically I bet on him. I put like 600 of it on or no. So I lost like a hundred dollars on one. And I was like, okay, like it's going to happen. I'm I'm still up 800. Then I put $200 on the next one. And I lost that. And I was like, dang, these upsets. Now they're striking. Well, law of averages. Okay. Those two upsets hit the favorites got to win this one. And it was Dmitry Kolsnikov. So I put 600 bucks on him, and I lost basically 
all 900 over that the course of those three matches and i was distraught that was that was the first bad beat i ever took gambling and i was distraught i was like what the hell did you just do and then so actually and you mentioned golf earlier dustin johnson won that weekend and that was when dustin johnson like was kind of going through a little bit of a cold streak so i got good odds on him i had like uh, plus 2200 or something like that I won like $400 back basically I don't remember what the bet was so then I took that 400 and I rolled it over into ping pong uh, a parlay <laughs> which we'll talk about parlays but I rolled yeah. ping pong a parlay that weekend and I won the won the first one that was the one you bet on and you bet them bet on them separately and then that second one our guy was up like two sets to one you got to win three sets and then uh, he lost in the fifth set. He lost, lost the thing. And I lost the parlay and I was like distraught. That was, that was the worst uh, week I ever had gambling. I learned a lot though. I learned a lot. So yeah. Yeah. You do. You learn from your failures, even in gambling, but you're always going to fail because that's just how the game goes. But um, yeah. So the thing I wanted to focus on today, I think as we go forward of this podcast each week, we're going to focus on a certain type of betting. Yeah, you mentioned parlay. We're definitely going to be talking about those. Uh, talk about teasers. Yeah, um, talk about doing um, prop betting, um, in-game prop betting, which is one of my favorites to do. Um, but you said something that was interesting to me because of how passionate you were when you talked about it, and that's your disdain for unit betting. So I kind of just want you to kind of explain what <clears throat> unit betting is to the people that don't understand what it is. Yeah why you just completely stay against it i despise it yeah so uh to dumb it down i guess to give a kind of a quick lesson of how betting works so usually you know we kind of talked a little bit about how people like a, a sports book is intimidating you know you see the minus line minus seven and a half plus seven and a half um that is basically points so for nfl for example that's probably the most popular sport in america today like, let's say the Bears are playing the Packers. Well, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, maybe, you know, we'll see. Uh, but let's say the <laughs> Packers not. have Aaron Rodgers. So basically the Packers are the favorite in that. So you can you can take them to win outright. Usually it's going to be like minus 300 or something. What that means is all in relation to 100. When it's a minus sign, basically you have to bet $300 to win 100. Um, let's say on the flip side, you're betting the bears, they're going to be probably like plus 200 or something like that. It's not going to be a true minus 300 plus 200 because Vegas still wants to make money. But basically that plus 200 then is where if you're betting a hundred dollars, you're going to profit $200 if it hits. So the Vegas kind of comes out with those spreads, which is where they think the game will be. They think the, the Packers will win by a touchdown. So it might be minus seven and a half, basically. Um, and if you bet minus seven and a half, that means the Packers have to win by at least eight um, to cover your bet, basically, to win you that bet. Um, and then those odds are usually like minus 110, minus 120, where you have to bet 110 bucks or 120 bucks to win 100. Sorry for rambling. So that's that's the <laughs> that's the tricky part. And, and that stumps a lot of people. A lot of people are hold on. Wait a minute. I mean, I've seen very smart people get confused by that but that's just the quick kind of rundown anyway so unit betting unit betting basically means that the better uh me or you or whoever's listening to the podcast will basically bet the same amount on every single thing so they see okay i like that the bears the bears they might lose this game but they're not going to lose by that full eight points i'll bet them plus seven and a half which is basically points spotted to you 
So then let's say, for example, $25 is their units, quote unquote. That means they're going to put $25 on that one bet. The next bet they see, let's say they're going over the, excuse me, the NBA. They see the Bulls are playing the Lakers. They see the Lakers are favored by eight points. They're like, the, the Lakers are going to smoke the Bulls. I'm going to bet that bet. Then they bet $25 on that. Next bet, you know, kind of thing. So it becomes a pattern where they're betting the exact same amount. I despise that because I think that that was kind of something created by Vegas to kind of keep an edge in their house, right? So your betting odds are like minus 110, which means if you're betting $25, you're only winning about $22.50, $23, you know, somewhere in there, depending on where the odds are. So if you bet $25 and you win 22, and then you go to your next bet and you bet that $25 and you lose that bet, you're down $3, right? Yeah. So you have to win about 59% of the time or so. Uh, which is and the best guys in the world are hitting what 63 64% something like that yeah something like that so what I like to do is I like to basically just um, find find the bets I really love find the bets I really love and go big on them just push just go big on them I'm talking you know sometimes it's a thousand bucks you know sometimes you like it that much where you're just like I will put basically whatever I can afford to lose on that single bet and and obviously not everybody is that comfortable doing that. You know, it's like, hey, if you're going yeah. to a, a roulette wheel, black or red kind of thing, like, hey, I've seen 15 in a row hit red. I'm confident this one's going to be black, you know, kind of thing. It, it all depends. But basically my, my kind of motto is win the big ones. You know, you can bet, you can have, you can have your fun. Okay, the Bears, yeah, they might cover. I'm not that confident and I'll slap 25 bucks on that. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I really like this hockey game. I like the Vegas Golden Knights to beat the Colorado Avalanche today. I'm going to put 300 bucks on that kind of thing. I've found a lot more success doing that, just doing the ones, sticking to the ones I really like, and then having my fun on the, the penny bets or yeah, quarter bets, and, you know, however you want to put it. I mean, but. Well, and also too, it's, that makes sense. Cause like, if you're doing the unit betting and you're betting the same thing on every single game, like you're, you're going to be wrong you're no matter how much you know about sports there's just right. so many factors you're going to be wrong you can't predict every single outcome so um then that brings up a, a great topic we, we're definitely going to do um, later on in the podcast depending on what episode when we come to it is like what your favorite rules are when betting yeah. and like 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 do you always love taking the home underdog on monday night football do you love taking a good team after a bad week like i remember last year i think it was the the packers and they barely beat jacksonville i think they won by a field goal and then yeah, the next yeah, week okay. who did they play they played the texans next week it was, the spread was like four and a half it was like the, the packers are nine points better than the texans like hammer that game yeah. i think there's a lot of rules that vegas will do where it's like there's something happens like that green bay just had an off day and they just put all the points to their opponent and they're a much better team. And, and after coming off that, that close game, they just go out and hammer the opponent. I think they, I think they beat them by 20 points, something like that. It was crazy. So um, that's going to be a fun topic for the future is rules. Um, definitely want to get your um, opinion too on parlaying all the uh, money lines. Cause I've seen a lot of people do that. I have a buddy that texted me sometime during the season last year. He bet on like the eight highest money line games, parlayed them. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. The you know, Chiefs, Bucks, Packers, like all those good teams and parlayed the money line, won some pretty decent bucks. So 
Um, yeah, no, this is going to be great. Like, like that's why I like about the way we're doing this is just looking at different ways to bet. What makes betting fun? Of course, we're going to give our picks because um, Aaron, the best league playoffs happen in a few days. I don't know if you agree with me on that. You're talking about golf, right? I, I mean, golf, golf playoffs are down the road. Golf playoff? No, man. I'm talking about the NBA. Yeah, I like the NBA. You know, I like the yeah. NBA, dude. So I was looking at just the bracket, and we were talking a little bit before we started this. Like this bracket, just I look at it and I get so excited because um, the amount of storylines coming into the season. Like last year was a lot of fun in the bubble because. Uh, the Lakers were the favorite, but you also had the Clippers first time with George and Leonard. You thought they were going to run through, and obviously they got beat by Denver um, yeah, after yeah. going up 3-1. It was really cool to see the rise of Jokic and Murray, and I was really pumped for Denver this year, and it sucked that Murray went down to ACL. Um, but then in the East, um, Miami was a tough team, but nobody expected them to go head-to-head with Milwaukee, and they beat them in five games. Um, Giannis, of course, went down with an injury, and then that brought on the whole storyline is Giannis going to stay in Milwaukee. Of course, he signs the Supermax. He's going to be here for at least another five years. But um, looking at this bracket, do you want to start with the East or do you want to start with the West? Oh, let's start with the East. I think that uh, I think that the money is in the West. Yeah. So oh. really quick, with uh, when we go to the Eastern Conference, I have the odds right here uh, to win the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn's the obvious favorite. But right now they're at minus 115. I do think they do have the best team in the Eastern Conference, arguably the best team in the league. Um, they did not play with Harden tonight. He sat tonight out, but his first game back a couple of nights ago, I think he had 18, 11 assists, seven boards, something like that. Like they run with Harden. Like Harden's the most important player in that team. Um, but the downside on Harden is he can't close in the playoffs. That's always been his um you know, people would take shots on him when he was in Houston. Um, same thing with Kyrie when he tried to do his own thing in Boston after leaving LeBron. Uh, he didn't have a lot of postseason success, but now they have Kevin Durant, who's always been the guy in every team he's been in. Uh, so I think that is right to have Brooklyn the favorites. Uh, the Sixers plus 325, the Bucks plus 350. I think that's about right, too, because the Sixers don't have to play in the second round against um, either team. They don't have to play Milwaukee. They don't have to play um, Brooklyn. So those two teams will match up in the second round, the Nets and the Bucks. I mean, who do you like to come out of the East? Uh, just from a betting standpoint, like, like, would you take the Nets at minus one fifteen, or would you look to go a little bit more underdog with the Bucks or the Sixers? Uh, to be honest, I I don't love futures betting, um, which obviously that's that's this kind of what we're talking about. So, uh, if I had to pick one, you know, you're putting me on the spot. I'm probably <laughs> probably going to take uh, take Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason being is just, I, I liked them early in the year. I think you get a little bit more value on the pick there. Um, I like taking favorites. I really do. I think that in the grand scheme of things, I think Brooklyn probably will be that team and why not bet 115 bucks or whatever to win a hundred. If, if you think that that's going to be that, um, Philadelphia, I'd probably put like a, you know, very small, you know, screw it bet on it for fun i liked him at the beginning of the year one of my buddies he's like yeah they can't really shoot and i was like yeah you're right so i kind of <laughs> kind of just picked against them but here they are in the the top seat of the east i love joel Embiid. i think joel Embiid 
is uh, great. I, I mean, if he could stay in shape, I mean, I think he'd be legendary status. He, I don't think he, he stays in shape as much, but um, yeah, if I, if I had to take a bet, you know, and it would probably be one of those promo bets that basically the, the sports book gives to me, they say, you gamble a lot. So here's a free bet. You can pick whoever you think is <laughs> going to put that them. money on Philly. At that point, I probably put it on Philly. If I was yeah. putting my own, own out of pocket money, sure. I'd take, I'd take Brooklyn, but I'd rather just bet them on the spread, like in, in a game, you know, where I thought they were going to cover, you know, game one. Okay. They're going against for sure. Whoever they go against, obviously it could be a number of teams, uh, Brooklyn or, uh, or I'm sorry, Boston or Washington. Um, you know, I'd probably take them on the spread in game one for, you know, and think that, Hey, whoever played in that playing game is probably a little bit more tired. So, yeah, I think, I think the East, um, I don't know. Like I watched Brooklyn this year. I watch a lot of Brooklyn basketball. Um, their record is not nearly as good with Harden off the floor as it is with them on it. So that's obviously something to watch. It's just the health of the team, but they don't have a lot of depth. Uh, that's for sure. They don't really have a big man. They have DeAndre Jordan, who's pretty much washed up. And it really sucked that they had to get rid of Jared Allen uh, to bring Harden over uh, to Brooklyn. But I still think they are the best team in the Eastern Conference, but I, I do like the Bucks at plus 350 just because they do have the reigning two-time MVP. They made a trade for Drew Holiday, who's really fit in the system well. And Chris Middleton is just a stud. I, I don't know why there's so many Bucks fans that don't like the guy just because he got Because he's not a max player. Dude, he, he is a max player. You know why he's a max player? Because he get paid max money. And you I'll know. say this well, I'll say, I will say this about that, that, that contract signing really quick. It's like, People were so mad because he's not worth that contract. Like, okay, you can believe that. Right. But if you don't pay him, if you don't bring him back and he walks, what's your real place? Right. Like, it's almost like, well, you just have to do it. Like, you have to because there's well, nobody else coming in that's better than Milton. And I know, I know, obviously, a max contract in the NBA is probably more money than you or I will ever see combined. Never. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, NBA has that cap for a reason to where. Yeah. You know, I think that, I mean, there was, there was those off seasons where it's like Timothy, Timothy Mozgov signs borderline, like four years, 60 million. Yeah. You know, there was always like those off seasons where it's like, okay, that was the going rate. So it's like, I mean, he's, he's close enough to where, like you said, you just, you bite that bullet, you know, you don't want to completely ruin Giannis's chances of a staying obviously, as, as you mentioned, but also competing you know um now they can again always use middleton as a trade piece so like let's say that's another thing too hey we can bring in james harden to our team kind of thing and they can <laughs> trade middleton in that so yeah and the money would probably work a little bit easier than you know piecing together all those you know jared allen type players you know absolutely but for sure but um going back to just the bracket itself like I was telling you before, I just love the matchups. Um, do you like the playing games? No, I don't. <laughs> Why not? I really, I really don't. I um, are they exciting? Sure. I'd rather it just okay. We played a long enough season that hey, it should be as is. I think that you're. I think that a big thing about basketball is who has the legs to go. You know that ended up being the Lakers partially because LeBron got to, you know, sit out for COVID, you know, mm -hmm. everybody. So he got some rest. Um, so last year, you know, is a whole different ball game, but um, 
you're putting, you know, one to, I guess, three uh, play-in games potentially. So ba- basically team can, or I guess one to two. Yeah. One, yeah. One to two. Yeah. Yeah. So one to two play-in games, basically that's, you know, half a series right there to where it's like, okay, you're, you're going to see probably ones and twos, I think run away with um, their games this year or their series this year. The ones yeah. even, even, Hey, LeBron is, you know, if he gets in quote unquote, the seven or the eight, um, the other reason I don't love it is so I'm a Spurs fan. They're uh, they're at the bottom of, of the play. Yeah. They're, they're you not want that better pick, right? Like I, I want them to be a lottery team. I want yeah. them to move up the lottery. So like, I, you know, I don't want to root against my team, but yeah, they got to win two games basically to just get the eight seed to lose to Utah at best to lose to Utah. Like what, you know, I, I just, I want to get excited now. Granted, this this draft class, I'm not overly hyped about or anything like that. But at this point, I mean, I'm I'm fine not watching San Antonio Spurs basketball for the rest of the year. You know, I don't have <laughs> high hopes. Now, hopefully, t- ten podcasts from now, we're talking about my Spurs are in the finals. And yeah, right. But am I gonna bet them? No. No, hell no. Hell no. no. Yeah. No. This and is that, not happening. That, that actually brings up a funny point. That was one that you said we've been talking about bets for years. And, you mm-hmm. know, of course, like when I think a brand new better is all always going to be a little naive. They're going to bet on their team. They're going to, you know, see the, you know. I once said that Lou Alding is so close to being as good as LeBron James. And trust me, I'm not an idiot when it comes to sports. I'm just, I was extremely biased. You have those blinders on. Yeah, you have you you watch your team and you believe in them so much. Yeah, and, and Luol Deng, I love that guy to death. I think his highest um, season average was eighteen points per game. Well, <laughs> like, close, close to LeBron's. You know, yeah, he's what seven, eight, nine points off him. Not too bad. Yeah. Um, but no, that's what happens too. Um, so that's a, that's another topic of a discussion. Do you bet with your head or you bet with your heart? Cause when you bet your heart, you usually get burned. You bet your head, usually win some money. Um, the playing games. I, I did agree with you before I saw uh, the Western conference matchup, which we'll get to after we ramble on in the Eastern conference. Um, the two playoff games in the Eastern conference, of course, are going to be the seven, eight seed Boston hosting Washington. Uh, the winner of that will go on and face Brooklyn. The loser will play the winner of the Pacers and the Hornets. The only thing I like about um, this is I would love to see Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. Uh, Boston, I really have no interest in them. They're kind of a mess right now. Jalen Brown's out too, so they're missing their second best player. Um, Tatum is a stud, but he just hasn't figured it out yet, I think, to be consistent. Uh, they ben, ben Stevens, I still think, is a great – Brad Stevens is still a great coach, but they just have to figure things out. They have to retool that roster. I would love to see Westbrook go at it with Harden, with Kyrie, and with uh, Durant. I don't think they would win a game. I think Brooklyn would sweep them. Uh, but it'd be cool just to see four more triple doubles from Russ. And then in the other playing game, I would just love to see LaMelo get in because that kid's a stud. Um, that's who I wanted the Bulls to draft in the, in the NBA draft, but he went three, of course, to Charlotte. It's nice to see Jordan finally make a good pick. Um, after years of Adam Morrison and giving Bismarck Biombo money and you know, terrible decisions he's made as the owner. Um, so I think that's the only playing game I'm really excited about is Washington. But once you get into the uh, 
the actual bracket, like it looks nice. Like I'm pumped for the rematch of the Bucks and Heat. Like I think that's gonna be an awesome series. Uh, the Heat can shoot. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero's finally getting hot. Of course, Butler's a warrior. Uh, Bam out of Biles really transitioned to an excellent offensive player, and he can defend Giannis too. And then that four or five matchup, New York and Atlanta. We have a disagreement on that. I think Atlanta's going to run away with that series. You think New York's going to run away with that series? I think New York's going to run away with it. I think, New yeah. York, I think Atlanta's one of the worst teams I've – What? Worst, worst playoff teams. No, I'm, I, playoff I, teams. I, I have been excited about the Atlanta Hawks of what they're, what they're developing. You know, okay, they get Trey Young. They get Clint Capella. They get – uh, Kevin Herter. Well, how do Kevin you Kevin Herter? Yeah, they got Kevin, the Herter's, Kevin Herter's a bad shooter. Every every time I watch him, every time I bet on the Hawks, they they are terrible. And you know what they say: good good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah. And the Hawks. I mean, I saw. I mean, they they have. I will. I, I pay attention. Kind of stop betting their games because that was like the one team I couldn't ever figure out. Um, but they were earlier in this year, they were not covering spreads. And I think New York actually, so New York had one of my favorite bets of the NBA season. They played um, Indiana, uh, I think on January 2nd, it was right after the new year. And they were nine point underdogs, nine and a half point underdogs. And I teased the line. So which we'll get into, you know, basically moving the spread to Mm -hmm. change the odds. Uh, I teased the lines to make them favored by three points. And that was like plus 500 or something like that. And I put a hundred bucks on it and they won by four. So I just covered and profited 500 bucks. Yeah. I, I love the Knicks. Um, granted, I got burned on the Knicks a couple couple mm-hmm. weeks after that because they they lost to the Cavaliers at one point. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I think that uh, New York, I think they're well coached. I think... Um, Derek Rose, you know, being a, the veteran there, Julius Randle uh, has had a has had a really good year, and they have you know good good youth there too. I, I think New York runs away with that series, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, am I going to bet it? I don't know. You know? <laughs> no, I well, I mean, here's the thing: like, this has been the thing with Tom Thibodeau teams is he works those guys so hard, and he gets them to a level where they're playing hundred percent throughout the regular season and then when the playoffs come and the game tightens down the game slows down and teams race their game the Knicks won't have another level to go to so that's just always I love Thibodeau like I love that guy um he can literally win probably 20 games in a season with you and me as his sixth and seventh man I, I don't think that's true Okay, you and me as his ninth and tenth man. I, I can play say great that. defense. I cannot <laughs> shoot worth a lick. So, and I love the story of Derrick Rose. Obviously, um, all the stuff he's gone through since you know his time with the Bulls and all the injuries, and now he's becoming—he's actually, I think, a good six-man candidate. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's going to win it from Utah. That guy's been outrageous, but uh, Rose will get some votes for six-man of the year, and. Atlanta though, man, like I just don't see the Knicks, you know, keep up with that offense. They have shooters everywhere. And then that trade they made for Capella, I think just really reinforces their interior defense and their rebounding. But um, I think that's the one, the only matchup we disagree on though. I think uh, you have Philly running away, no matter who they play, whether it's Charlotte or Indy, I mean, they're going to beat them. Um or no, I mean, it could be Boston too. So it could be Boston, it could be Washington. 
could see that happen. I think Brooklyn is going to run away with the first round. And I think the Bucks and Heat will be a good series. I can see Miami taking two games. I don't think the Bucks lose to them again. Yeah, I I gotta lean with the Bucks there. I I feel like Drew Holiday's plays really great D. Um, bringing him on board, I I would yeah I would pretty much take all the favorites in the East, the top four, advance. Um, but the other thing I'll say, so as far as like Atlanta goes. I think Kevin Herter, like I said, he can't really shoot that well. John Collins, Trey Young, I mean, they really got to step up. I think that it basically boils down to, you know, how well they can play. And I'll do you have like, so you, you told me you bet on the, you bet on the Hawks a few times this year and yep. you've watched Kevin Herter and just, he just can't shoot. Like, have you done some Kevin Herter props that he just burned you on or? No, no, I okay. don't. Cause, cause I, I take, I take, all losses personal. Like I will not bet on the Atlanta Falcons ever again. Um, <laughs> That's wait, what Colin, Colin Cowherd says the same thing. So does he? Okay, so I listen to Colin Cowherd. Yeah, he's, um, like, he's like, like I can't, I can't ever f- figure that. I out. have, I have a list of teams I just do not bet on because they've just yeah. broken my heart so many times. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I never take, I've never taken any props by him. I, I don't trust it i mean he's a shooting guard quote unquote why don't you take unders then why don't you just bet on kevin herter unders because i mean if you're taking three point unders is it the lines usually set at like one and a half two and a half you know it's like yeah anybody can hit those you know it's yeah like, you can shoot 20 and yeah i mean it's yeah. like i don't i don't want to touch that <laughs> you know like you never know what they're gonna i mean points sure but i mean usually even his points are set like at like 12 13 you know somewhere in those like low low tens that yeah if you gave me if you said hey over under 22 points for i'd say under every day but yeah a lot of those times those odds like are only made for people who are taking overs and you know yeah you'll still get burned by some hey luca donchins my, my buddy who's a Mavs fan he was always betting on luca over like two and a half three pointers and there were games where he'd hit two three pointers you know so that's the worst too. Yeah. yeah they're, they're quote unquote, your bad beats. So it's Especially rough. It takes like 15 more, but, <laughs> but yeah, I have pretty, yeah. pretty much the favorites. So who so, are you take, so you're taking Brooklyn to win the East then I'm assuming. I think technically speaking, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I, uh, Kyrie, sure. He's saying like, yeah. wasn't his top priority. Sure. But, but he's so talented. It doesn't even have to be his top priority. I, I I'd say, yeah, I'd say you're going to see, uh, you're going to see Brooklyn and, um, Philadelphia in the, the Eastern finals. So. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had the same thing. I got Brooklyn. Um, I have Brooklyn winning the East going to the NBA finals, but I do think the most exciting series will be Brooklyn Milwaukee in the second round. I don't think it will be Brooklyn and Philly. Not that I think Philly's bad. I mean, obviously Joel Embiid's playing on another level. I just my only case against Philly has always been Ben Simmons because uh, like I can't shoot outside 17 feet. Sure. <laughs> and today's NBA, you got to shoot. Uh, so we both got Brooklyn on that. I, I think I would bet Brooklyn minus 115 for sure because it, it seems like um, I don't want to say for sure things anything can happen in the NBA, but I'm pretty positive Brooklyn's coming out of the East. It's border borderline even money. So yeah, yeah, you take that bet. I mean, they're the, they're the best team in the East. There's no doubt about that. Uh, to the Western Conference, um, the play-in games over there, your Spurs, you want them to lose, I'm assuming. And then uh, they're playing Memphis. Nice little mashup. John Morant. So Derek, you love Derek White, right? 
I don't, I don't want right? I don't want to, I don't want to lose to Memphis. Like if it was What's like Memphis. Well, I mean, Jackson's back. They're a quote unquote rival. Like if it was like yeah. if it was like you know the Kings didn't we, okay. squad or something like that. Like I don't want to lose to Memphis. I'm not trying like, to make you cry here, but didn't Memphis knock out San Antonio one year like a seven two matchup? Eight one, yeah. Was that eight one? Back in 2012, it was like that was like the that was like the Zebo Marcus Saul team, right? With, with Mike Conley and Tony yeah, Allen. It was yeah. like, uh, it was like the same year that the I think the Bulls and Heat went to the Eastern Conference Finals with Derrick Rose, uh, Taj Gibson, the Taj Block. I think that was the same year. I might I might be the same off. year. So might so did Memphis lose to Dallas? That, that was 2011. Then maybe. Uh, I can't remember. I just remember watching that series. I was so shocked because yeah, yeah, it was 2011. I was a junior. Yeah, that was the Spurs. They, no, the Spurs, the Spurs, the dynasty. They they were. They never won back to backs. Never. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm thinking. So I was. I'm. I'm a Spurs fan. In 2007, the Spurs won it as a three seed, and Dallas was upset by Golden State as the eight one. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 2011, so four years after. Because my best friend, he's a Mavs fan. The Spurs lost eight one, and then the Dallas went on as the the three seed, and then won. So, uh, and both times they beat LeBron. You know, seven the Spurs beat LeBron in Cleveland, and then yeah. Dallas beat. Well, LeBron in 07, the Spurs beat LeBron in just trash. Like yeah, it wasn't absolutely. Even clear. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Trash roster. I'm, I'm. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to. <laughs> I think his second best player was Daniel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, you got Zion. Galskis, yeah, Mo Williams was a nice player. Yeah, that's that's about it. They were um, they were never gonna win that series. Yeah, I I I'll watch that game because because of Ja, Ja's exciting to me. Um, and then Jaron Jackson, I have always liked him. Can't rebound for shit, but you know he's shoots threes, block shots. Um, and he actually I heard him in an interview one time. The reason why he's gotten so good at blocking shots because he played a lot of NBA two K. I love whenever video games transition in the real world. Yeah. Um, but dude, the other matchup uh, that like, this is the biggest, <laughs> I know this has only been the first year they've done playing games, but they continue this trend of doing playing games. I guarantee you this will be the highest rated playing game and it will never be beat. Because you can't, like, how can you replicate LeBron versus Steph Curry in a, play, in a playing game? Like, Steph Curry, he just clinched um, scoring champion. I think he's the first player since Michael Jordan to be a scoring champion at age 33 or above. Uh, that team is just, they can't win without him. Like he literally is an MVP candidate. It should go to Jokic. It will go to Jokic, but Curry deserves a lot of praise for that. And then the Lakers defending champs, LeBron and Anthony Davis, of course, dealing with injuries all season long. They're going to be playing the seven, eight matchup. Like this game is going to be fun. Um, it's almost like an NFL feel, you know, one game and you're in, one game and you're out. Um, obviously, the loser gets a chance to win and get into the 8-1 matchup. But um, I think the one team that will be watching this very closely is Phoenix because I don't think Phoenix has a shot at being the Lakers. I think they have a chance of beating Golden State. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, strictly the play-in game or? Yeah, yeah. Lakers and uh, Golden State. I, I think that uh, you, you never want to bet against playoff LeBron. Uh, yeah. yeah, I watched I watched a decent amount of Golden State this year. Obviously, they're well coached. They still have Steph Curry, who's one of the best players in the game. I I don't love them as a team um, by any means. I think that the Lakers will 
probably stomp them. I would take the spread, pretty much whatever that is, pretty much whatever Vegas sets that at. I will, I will take the Lakers. Um, and I agree with you. I think that uh, I think Phoenix. Um, that that is my exception. I know I said earlier that the ones and twos will probably uh, run away with those series. I think that uh, the Lakers would beat Phoenix in probably five games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to bet against playoff LeBron. I think Devin Booker. He's a nice player and all. He's exciting. He's fun to watch. Part of the problem with him is he's not as great of a shooter as everybody thinks he is. Um, statistically, he's not. A lot of the times, that's like a three-pointer prop I've seen people get burned on is you just kind of expect, oh, Devin Booker can shoot because he's really good, you know, kind of thing. He's not near Steph Curry, Damian Lillard at shooting, you know, kind of thing. He's probably a lot significantly closer to like Russell Westbrook shooting than he is at, at those two. So I would agree um i mean the chris paul effects one thing but i would think that basically yeah. and and deandre Ayton is just so green like i want to love that guy because he's just like he looks like a monster yeah but he gets bullied inside um and i think andre drummond will bully him all all game long yeah all series long i should say um if the lakers of course win if lakers play utah i still think the lakers will beat utah but uh the only thing that would shock me is if the Lakers lost to Golden State and then lost to Memphis or San Antonio. <laughs> That's the only they're, thing that would shock me. They're not going to lose to Memphis or no. San Antonio. No. They, will no. not. They, they may lose to Golden State because I, I could see Curry going on one of those just Steph Curry games where he's just sure. hitting everything as soon as he passes half court and he ends up with 45, 50 points. You know, I could see that happening. Um, it would surprise me a little bit. I do think the Lakers are the better team. I do think they come away with the win. I go on and play Phoenix in the first round. But um, yeah, it's just, you can't bet against playoff LeBron. I don't care if it's, he's only 70%. You can't, you can't bet against playoff LeBron. No, I would think that the the Lakers are probably going to go at least, at least through the normal first round, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. Is that what we call it now? I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean I, it, it does say on my uh, tablet here, playoffs round one. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's that's for the playing game. So okay. No, so I, no, no. It's play-in tournament and then playoffs yeah. round one. So <laughs> I I still think they get through the first round. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they beat Utah. I mean, uh, Donovan Mitchell so hit or miss. Utah just Utah. I just not sold on them. Like there's been I've watched the NBA for super, I've I've watched it for such a long time. How many times do you see a team that's so good in the regular season that just isn't they're not the best team. Like, remember those Mike Budenholzer Atlanta Hawks teams when they had Al Horford, Jeff Teague, and Kyle Korver, and they were winning 60 games, first seed, and they just they, they just didn't have the guys. Like, I like Donovan Mitchell. Um, Rudy Gobert is a great defensive center, but when you don't have a firepower and offense that the Lakers have or that – Portland can give, Denver can give. Like, I just don't – I'm just not sold on Utah. Sure. I mean, I think it, if they play Golden State, they beat Golden State in the first round. If they play the Lakers, I'll take the Lakers. So who do you like coming out of the West then? That's a good question. So, like, I've been going <laughs> back and forth with this for a long time. Like, at the start of the season, I like the Lakers, right? When Denver made that trade for Aaron Gordon, I was like – and watching how he fit – and watching a guy like him that's long, athletic, that you can put on a LeBron, you can put on a Kawhi or a Paul George, I was like, man, I like Denver. But then Jamal Murray get goes down. 
Uh, Jokic is the best player on that team, but Jamal Murray, he was what, 23, 24 points per game. Now you don't have that in your backcourt. I can't really trust Denver. Uh, Portland's always going to be fun to watch. You know, Lillard time is always great. Can't really trust trust them now, other than Lillard. And then the Clippers, um, as Barkley said, like they've always just sucked. So like, like I, I, I'm not putting any any money on on the Clippers. Um, I mean, you've watched Kawhi. I, I never felt Kawhi was like, he's been the best player on teams. I never felt looked at him as like a leader though. If that makes sense. And I know that sounds like asinine to say, like he led Toronto to a championship, but like, I don't know if I, how I can explain that better. I just think, I think he got lucky in Toronto. I mean, Durant went down, Clay went down. Um, they were dealing with a Golden State team that was just tarnished with injuries. Uh, Kawhi is a great player, but I just never looked at him as that like culture builder, you know? As far as matchups go, I actually disagree. I have the Clippers getting to the Western Conference Finals. Um and um beating uh the lakers um partially partially because mm-hmm. you know the lakers are playing that extra game and i think that they're gonna even though that i i think that i probably will beat phoenix in five maybe six games um i think that the lakers are going to be a little bit more exhausted um even you know battling injuries etc kind of thing um Kawhi plays lebron well and uh yeah, he does he does and the clippers the clippers this Clippers team has played the the this Lakers team pretty well. I mean, you saw, I think opening night the last two years they've been paired up, and I think the Clippers took both of those games. So this Clippers team plays. You know, I think LeBron partially got lucky that hey, you know they they played Denver instead of because I, you know, yeah, Clippers match up with Denver. I think that's a little bit worse for them if Murray's healthy. But I think as far mm-hmm. as the matchups go, I think. Um, I actually had the Clippers making it all the way to the finals and, and probably ultimately losing to Brooklyn. But um, I yeah, think I Dallas like, fares with them in the first round. Like I have the Clippers beating Dallas too. Sure. Like I have them. I think they're a better team. I think Dallas, other than Luca, um, it, it means it's tough to really look at anyone and trust them. Like like Porzingis, yeah. I really don't trust in big moments. And then and then who else do you got? Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway, Boban. Uh, Boban. Oh, yeah, Boban, of course, Boban. How many minutes does he play a game? Uh, Maxi Kleba, like, like you have, I don't know, it's just like, I don't think they have enough talent to hang with, with the Clippers, but like, I playoff Luka is something to watch. I mean, that shot he hit, was that, was that game four last year in the first round, that the three-pointer, yeah, the game winner he hit? Like, that was just so awesome to see. Um, but they just don't have enough firepower going against the Clippers. But we'll find a series. Like, like that's what I love about the NBA right now is there's stars everywhere. Like, you yeah, can look yeah. at every team and, like, okay, this team, this guy's exciting. Um, like, talk about Memphis, nine seed, John Morant. Um, Portland, of course, Dame, Denver, Jokic, um, Dallas, Luka, uh, Phoenix, Chris Paul, Tevin Booker. I mean, every team has a star now almost. Oh, but the teams I'm not seeing in the West are Houston and uh... – Maybe OKC, but Shea Gilgis Alexander's, you know, he's on the hey, road. Houston's got Christian Wood. Who? <laughs> Who else? They got Kelly Olenek. They don't have they don't have Yao Ming. They don't have Tracy McGrady. They don't no, have not anymore. Not anymore. They don't have Russell Westbrook. They don't have Chris. No, Kevin Kevin Porter Jr. Now is what they're hanging their franchise on. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I like the Clippers too, and and I'm not like. The Clippers, it's just, it's like one of those teams, like I mentioned the Falcons before, I just, I just don't trust them. Like just that their entire history, their entire culture, um, Paul George fades 
in the playoffs. I love regular season Paul George, but he's not been the same postseason George since his Indiana days. And Kawhi obviously is one of the best two-way players in the league. But I think that they do maybe get a little bit lucky this year because of the injuries dealt with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And they have a chance, the way the seeding works, to not meet the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. And um, like you said, Lakers are banged up right now. We'll see how much the rest will help LeBron and Davis. I think a fully healthy Lakers team beats the Clippers. But I do think that's going to be the Western Conference matchup that we see. Gotcha. Yeah. See, and this is the stuff that I don't really like to bet. So, <laughs> I mean, I like betting. I like betting NBA. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot more like over-under props, things like that. For sure. Uh, or, or totals, over-under totals. But um, you got any other points on the NBA that you want to you wanna mention? No, before we're we get all into good. I, I will say, though, like definitely our next podcast, uh, once all the spreads are out for games, we're going to be having some NBA picks on those. Yeah, um, but this is why I love that I'm doing this podcast with you because we're so different on what we like to bet on. Yeah, there's another big event this week. It's the PGA Championship, so I'm just gonna give the floor to you because, like, I love golf, but I'm not I, I'm not good at betting on it. I just have no feel. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be relatively brief. I'll keep it brief. So I run some spreadsheets for PGA betting typically. Um, I haven't done this the whole time I've been betting golf. I've been betting golf for about a year now, but you know, it used to kind of just be more of like a gut feel or uh, Hey, this guy's playing well, this guy's not playing well. Um, so the PGA this year is a really long course. It's over 7,600 yards, um, which just a couple of weeks ago, Rory McIlroy won a tournament that was about the same distance. Um, so he is the favorite right now. It makes complete sense to me why he's the favorite. I see exactly what Vegas is seeing. Mm -hmm. um, so I ran a spreadsheet. I haven't run my full spreadsheet for the PGA yet. I ran a spreadsheet for that tournament uh, a couple of weeks ago and basically looked at driving uh, distance. You're going to want a, a long driver, you know, big hitter off the tee. Um, like Bryson? Like Bryson DeChambeau. So Bryson's number one in, uh, in driving distance right now. Can he always control it? Not every week. Um, at least at, at that time, it was uh, Cameron Champ was two. Rory McIlroy was three who won that tournament. There were a couple other guys who were up towards the top that like normally aren't towards the top. Uh, Luke List was one of them. I think he was like fifth, sixth in driving distance. Uh, Gary Woodland, who misses a lot of cuts, he was like 16th or something like that in driving distance. Um, so I really wasn't surprised by that. I, I like uh, big drivers, I guess. I'm looking heavily towards that tournament that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, Abraham Answer finished second. He surprisingly does well at longer courses. He did well at the Masters last year um, for the first three days anyway. Um, Victor Hovland finished third. I love Victor Hovland. He's not He's not a top driver on tour, but he can chip it really well. His, his disadvantage is, is putting. Um, one of the sleepers I like is, uh, is Joaquin Neiman. I believe his odds were like plus 7,000 to win the tournament. Um, I don't typically take winners in golf necessarily just because. You know, head to heads? Yeah, a lot of head to heads. You take one golfer versus another. Okay, this guy does better at long courses. This guy does better at short courses. Um, I will probably look into whoever Joaquin Neiman's head-to-head -head is because he 
he's kind of a Swiss army knife in golf. He does well at long courses, does well at short courses. Um, but as far as the spreadsheet goes, um, there's some value there, especially at plus 7,000 anyway. So does he have weaknesses? Yeah, he's very young. He's, I think he's only like 22 years old or something like that. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say he's my favorite. I do like Rory again, but Rory, you know, tends to choke in big moments. Um, what about I, Dustin Johnson? I like Dustin Johnson. He hasn't been playing as well, you know, uh, as of late. Uh, just not not necessarily bad. Just, you know, you see Dustin Johnson at the end of 2020 and he wins like four tournaments, including the tour championship. Then he wins the Masters, you know, kind of thing like that was a run. And and that that happens in golf. I mean, even Jordan Spieth is starting to heat up. You know, maybe we'll see Spieth kind of there. Um, as far as if I had to take a pick, um, I would probably take Joaquin Neiman as, as a sleeper. Might bet him like top five, top 20, something. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and then I'll probably look at head-to-heads. Um, I do kind of like Tony Finau. The dude never wins. He always typically is like second or fifth, you know, somewhere in that window kind of thing. He's long off the tee. Uh, his short game is not as good, but I do like Victor Hovland because he did well at this recent tournament. He was kind of in a, a little bit of a rut before, but last year he really impressed me. The, the other disadvantage, the same disadvantage to him as Neiman is, as he's young, but he's plus 2,200 anyway. So there's some value there too. So if I had to take a guy, like I'm looking here at the DraftKings odds right now, um, if I had to take one of the favorites that I'd probably bet against, it'd be Daniel Berger. Mm -hmm. uh, love Daniel Berger. He just, he typically does well at shorter courses. I think his last like three wins, two or three wins. I don't know how, how many times he's, he won at least when COVID ended. Then like the next couple of weeks, he did well at those shorter courses. And then he, he won again um, at Pebble Beach, at the Pebble Beach tournament this year. And those were all, you know, 7,100 yard courses. So it was about 500 yards longer. So it's about a whole nother, you know, par five basically added to that. Berger doesn't typically do as well at um, longer courses. So um, I would probably bet against him if, if, if I was a betting man and I am. So that's <laughs> so. <laughs> so why we're doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Would you take a flyer on speed at all? Like I, I see right now he's at, he's at 14 to one odds, but like, like speed is my Falcons of golf. Sure. Um, I don't trust him. Like ever since he had that meltdown um, a few, few years ago, yeah, like he was the next Tiger Woods, and then just he did everything opposite of Tiger. Um, but he's up there right now, so Vegas sees something in him. Like, do you, do you take a flyer on him? or? Um, so he typically does well at about, like, those 7,400, you know, those kind of medium courses anyway. Um, even, even as of recent, um, that kind of really – his run right now kind of started at the uh, the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, which is a very exciting tournament. A lot of people, you know, that's kind of one of those like higher up, not major tournaments anyway. Um, and he, he just, he started tearing it up day three. He was tied for the lead going into the last day. Him and Xander Shoffley actually both kind of choked on that last day. Um, but he does, he even his, his recent win, uh, about a month ago now, uh, about 7,400 yards. So this course might play a little bit long to him. Um, when Jordan Spieth was winning, he was typically winning with like those crazy long putts or chipping in, 
you know, from the bunker, you know, crazy, crazy stuff that, that you'll see, which happens in golf. I mean, that's part of how you're going to win naturally speaking when you're playing with the best in the world. Um, I personally wouldn't take a flyer on him to win this tournament. Um, I could very easily see him being in the top 15 or so yeah. roughly. I, I, you're not going to get great odds. You know, it's not going to be those lottery ticket odds at that. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, but he's, he's definitely not my favorite personally. So. Gosh, it makes sense, man. So NBA, we're pretty much on the same page for the Clippers. You have them going to the finals, by the way, that's why I didn't ask you Clippers or Brooklyn to win it. I, I said Brooklyn. I, I kind of briefly mentioned, I'd say they would ultimately yeah. Clippers would ultimately lose to Brooklyn. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And your golf picks one more time, your sleeper. Uh, I like Joaquin Neiman as a sleeper. He's like plus 7,700. So, so just take him in head of heads all week long. Uh, well, I, I don't <laughs> love the daily head to heads just because yeah. you never know, you know, a day like they could switch them, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you'll, you'll see all kinds of crazy stuff happen day to day, but Joaquin Neiman did well in the, the very first tournament in the year down in Hawaii, which was like 7,596 yards or something like that um he's done well in a couple longer courses a couple weeks ago he was only one under par where Rory wanted I think at like 10 or 11 under under par so but I mean he was still under par the course was clearly playing tough when a guy wins at 10 under as opposed to 20 under so um and, and he hasn't done well at that course before so I wasn't overly concerned or anything like that I think he's a good sleeper I think Victor Hovland if I was betting a favorite might just take a flyer on him because I like him and you know he's kind of starting to show that um he belongs definitely in in the conversation of uh legends in, of the game so no either way it should be a fun week NBA playoffs PGA championship it's always sports on TV um probably not the favorite part of my girlfriend be dating me because it's all I do is watch sports but that's yeah. a that's another bet to make uh, before or after when I get a girlfriend, I guess. Like if you were, if you were setting the odds, what would you set the odds at? You mean like like weeks, months, like as far as time? Oh, I mean, you could set a date on it. And basically I have to bet if it'll happen before uh, or after that kind of thing. Or our listeners yeah. could do that. How about let's do um, October 17th. Of this year? This year, yeah. All right. So uh, five months. Five months or so, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, to the day, pretty much. Yeah, five. Yeah. Uh, I'd take the after, but I I can't <laughs> bet it because I would just wait. If I was if I was actually putting money against you, I would just wait it out because I can. Yeah. I can it's always it. more important to win the bet, right? I'd throw the I'd throw the bet, you know, and the integrity's all messed up. So yeah, <laughs> good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And I want to be great. So yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, hey, let's wrap it up. That was uh, episode one of the Grambers podcast. That's Aaron Graff. I'm Cody Graham. Catch you again next week. Yeah, thanks for thanks for stopping by.